got one million views. Celebrating over one million views. eradiosa.com. It is five past three. It is time for uh, Tech Thursday with Kane. Kane is in studio. Kane, how are you today? Hey, Ian. No, fantastic to be back. What a brilliant Thursday it is here in sunny Nines now. I mean, oh, wow. Oh, thank God the sun is shining. I've been on defrost mode for too long. Listen, yesterday and the day before, it was like, I don't know, it was like bone chilling. If... I mean, I was looking at the temperatures and it was going between like zero and eight. Can you imagine the the, the, the horror of minus 30 or minus 20? I wouldn't survive. But, but even minus seven for Bloom last night. Yeah. How do you survive? You don't. We, we were walking in, in, in the cold one morning uh, two days ago and it just felt like it went right through your skeleton. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like your skeleton is, is burning from the cold. It's This is a weird sensation. It's like you put clothes on and they are warm, but then yeah. eventually all the clothes that you're wearing are actually cold. Yes, it doesn't work. It just goes right <laughs> through you. It was insane, man. Your lungs are also burning from the cold. Oh, yeah. I went for a run crazy. the other day in the cold, and it's like it's like trying to breathe razor blades. It just doesn't exactly. work. Exactly. Exactly. And otherwise, your, I mean, how's your week been, Ian? Oh, it's been a crazy week, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like your new one million views, the little audio there. How cool is that, eh? Cool, man. Sure. Yeah, we got to brag a bit. Got to brag a bit. I must tell you, it's Thursday now. I actually lost track of time, but it's been a challenging week, let me tell you. <laughs> I can imagine. But, but thank goodness uh, we're on the path uh, to recovery. Yes, uh, absolutely. My mom, of course. And uh, it's good to be back in studio. I was yeah. absent for two days, but I mean, you know, when something like that happens, you kind of, you don't even care about anything, even though E-Radio is my life and, and everything, and it means so much to me. You just care about that family member then. It's yeah, kind of like, screw absolutely. everything else. Just drop everything and just take care of that person. Family that comes you first. Family comes first. Absolutely. And, so right. you know, the ball kept rolling. So you have to have something good out there if it just keeps going, you know, even yeah. in your absence. Yeah. No, it kept rolling, man, uh, thanks to uh, autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish I could have that in my day-to-day uh, life some places. It really helps a lot. <laughs> but you're, uh, we've have, we have a lot of interesting things to talk about today. Uh, one of them is, is a Windows uh, operating system that's running in the clouds. Yeah. How cool is that? Did you know it started with gaming? No. Yeah, at one time, they introduced cloud gaming. So, basically, the computational element of gaming, all the number crunching and the graphics cards running and the processors going crazy... It's too heavy on the machine, yeah. ...was run off sight away from your computer and mm. all you're taking is the visual information the feed yeah so you can okay. play on a My word. ancient device so you're not limited to to the components inside your own machine absolutely oh, when that's I, fantastic when i worked with esports.com they had uh, they had one of those pcs and i happened to try them out they had you know all the best tech in that cloud based pc it ran really well but the biggest downside to something like that is actually the latency that it takes oh, to reach the server and get okay. back okay and you need to have a super quick yeah, absolutely connection. i mean to give you an idea people who game a lot for example mm. um, they measure even the response time that it takes from information to go from your keyboard mm. to the monitor and for sure. the monitor to update. And they're working on three milliseconds, two milliseconds, Yeah, it needs to be low. So low you need to be possible. quite close to the server mm. in order to get the best experience. But when you're talking about using a Windows PC, mm-hmm. having 50 millisecond or 150 millisecond or even something which would be outlandish like 300 millisecond mm. latency, which is a third of a second, is still usable, especially if you're crunching uh, digital data in the shape of video editing or rendering mm. or any of that sort of stuff. I mean, I was even working with a, a bit of video the other day and I was stabilizing 8K footage, which just makes basically means stopping it from shaking. Okay. So I was stabilizing that 8K footage and for a 10 second um, snippet it took me about 12 and a half minutes on a decent PC just to render out that sure. stabilization so when you can 
incorporate tech like that for fifty dollars a month or a hundred dollars a month, mm. the the resources that you have available far outweigh any latency related issues. So I was surprised to see gaming go there first, then cloud based operating systems. But I mean, some of the benefits that you can imagine from doing something like this is, let's say you have a cloud based computer, you have all your applications on it, all of your files, all of your hardware that you look at and that you browse and that you manage for your work, and now you go from Gauteng to Quebecer and you don't have to take your computer you just log straight back into the cloud-based operating system and your whole PC is back and Kane the best of all is nobody can steal it no <laughs> nobody can break into your house and steal it isn't that fantastic that's that's brilliant, brilliant. in South Africa especially you the know. downside is if somebody's drilling outside your house and they drill into your internet cable <laughs> or they're busy or they cut through or something happens to your internet then your PC is gone <laughs> yeah you can still at least use your computer with you the have power a screen left yeah yeah when there's no internet yeah but can't. I like that they can't steal it that's that's pretty cool yeah it's not a physical item it's up in the cloud man yeah absolutely. it's all about clouds nowadays <laughs> yeah and it's all about you know being able to have this new gen lifestyle you know where you're where you're managing the same digital information accessing your computer from your phone from your tablet from your computer in another country or in another city or even down the road you always have access to exactly. your computer yeah you don't have to take it anywhere carry it with you no hard drives be worried crashing. about exactly Unless, power they, surges unless they've got load shedding. Yeah. Unless they've got technical problems that side. I'm sure <laughs> being Microsoft, I'm sure they, they got it sorted. Yeah, with all ups coming down, eh? So have you uh, have you upgraded to Windows eleven? I I did try it briefly. I haven't had the, the privilege of actually going and digging into it just yet. So but, but do you want to upgrade? Um, not at this current time. I'm still a fan, believe it or not, of Windows seven. Same. You know? That was the most stable, simple design, but the most stable system that I've ever worked on. Absolutely. And yeah. one thing I noticed about Windows 10 is you, you go to your settings and then somehow you find yourself adjusting the same settings, but in a completely different interface. But Kane, it keeps changing. Exactly. <laughs> it keeps moving and you've got uh, com- departments inside departments and drop-downs inside drop-downs. Later on, you don't know where you are on your computer. I don't know how to... Have you, have you ever tried to find your Wi-Fi password on a Windows 10 computer? Uh, no. Not but I easy. wouldn't know it. <laughs> no easy task. There's no coding involved, but it's like a treasure hunt. You know? <laughs> no, man, it's, it's, it's definitely not user-friendly, that's for sure. Absolutely. Imagine a granny trying to work on a thing like that. No, it's not possible. I mean, just trying to have a call with someone instructing them on what to do could be tedious. No. Oh, my gosh. No, that's insane. What else do you have for us today? Ken, I'm very sad about uh, this looting thing. And uh, I see uh, LG actually had... Was it LG? I just want to make sure. LG actually had their warehouse... Oh, no. Samsung. Samsung had their warehouse uh, destroyed in in KZN during those riots. Can you imagine that thing going up in flames with all those TVs and and beautiful... What a waste. Yeah, I mean, couldn't they just send it to us beforehand? <laughs> but you know, you know, did you see during the riots, uh, they stole TVs and then there's a clip going around of this guy. He stole the TV and then he's running away with it and then another guy steals it from him. No, I haven't seen that. It's like watching a, 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 a parody or it's something. It's like Purge. Yeah, it's, yeah it, was, it is like the Purge, eh? Yeah. Like, ready, set, go. Did you see the no one more. of the guy who stole the TV but he underestimated the size of his car versus the size of yes. the TV and he couldn't fit the TV in his car? God. And then they show that toy thing, why it's important to have that toy when you're a child, that thing where you s- squeeze the shapes through. <laughs> I played with it, so I'd be able to fit it in. He bought such a hectic, I mean, well, he stole such a hectic TV. I mean, it's I think a it was like 60 TV. inch. I mean, he, he, it was quite funny because I watched the video quite closely and he first tries to put it in the back of the car, yeah. but there's no way. No. It's, un, it's impossible. So then he goes to the boot, which is <laughs> much smaller than the side of your car. He tries that. But then another car drives past, similar to his car with the TV on the top of the car. I was thinking the roof, yeah. And he just looked at it enviously, you know, <laughs> as he realized he can't do the same. And then there's also that meme going around of uh, the guy who gets home with the TV and 
and then uh, he stole it from a steers or something and he's only got burgers on the screen <laughs> and he can't get rid of the burgers he says he's been playing the burgers since yesterday how do you change the channel <laughs> Even though it doesn't work like that, but um, that was pretty funny as uh, well. At least we can laugh because in reality it is a it's a devastation. I mean, I've had I I work with a lot of international clients and mm. they have been you know calling me and saying you know what's going on, why is this happening, what is the cause of this, and the honest answer is it's so difficult to tell. I mean, I think it's something that has just blown completely away from the initial you know the initial. Um, you know the initial intent i feel like it's blown way away from the initial intent yeah um, uh, of, it, of freeing zuma yeah and it's, it's moved turned into, into free for all and it's, yes i look at it as like the feather on top of the on the top of the camel's back because we've been under lockdown we've had economic struggles as we're trying to fend you know our way around the lockdown and now you basically people who might feel hard done by or might want a TV or might want to steal things, they see this happening mm. and it's an opportunity. Yeah, it's an excuse. It's an excuse to do it. And and you, you, you're not getting prosecuted, even though I believe over a thousand people have been arrested. I haven't seen those arrests. Mm -mm. The thing that hurt me the most is you see people, and it's, it's South African nature actually, you see mm. people filming mm. them breaking into like an MTN store and the person filming will shout, don't forget the AirPods. Get the Are you AirPods. serious? Shouting stuff like that. No, I haven't even seen that. Yeah, and I thought, you know, it, it is a, it's a South African nature to make a joke in a, in a horrible environment because that's how we that's how we, we, we handle those I think things. It's a, I think it's a coping mechanism. But, I mean, honest, what do you yeah. do? You go try and stop them from breaking and you get trampled to death. Yeah, they'll so, kill you. So, and there's been, yeah, no. I, Did you see how uh, there's a shop right in, in, I think it's in KZN. We posted it on our Facebook page, a shop right. And then the staff what, don't want those guys to come in, obviously. So they take a lot of like liters and liters of cooking oil <laughs> and they make like a, a, a line in front of the store <laughs> with all the cooking oils. And they couldn't get in because they were slipping. Oh, my word. I think that's a pretty good idea. Pretty Thank creative. goodness there wasn't someone very smart there who just lit it on fire. Yeah. Can but you actually just light? No, you have to heat it up first. You can't oh, just light. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. imagine that. Oof. Yeah, I, mean, that, I didn't think of that. If I had intent, that would be my first thought. But, I mean, I think it needs to be hot. Yeah, but listen, uh, I was confused earlier about Samsung and LG. I see both of them lost their warehouses, LG and Samsung. Wow. So that is not cool. No, they are, they are, it's, it's, in terms of tech being stolen, I mean, you, they steal from residential houses, they steal from warehouses, they steal from stop shops, um, pop-up shops. I mm. mean, no one is, is safe, effectively, yep. which is pretty sad. There was this American reporter, I saw the video on YouTube last night, and he was asking the guy, the guy was running with a lot of stuff that he stole, and he was asking the guy, why are you doing it? And the guy just keeps on running, and he shouted over his shoulder, because I can. You see? So it's it's <laughs> this reporter can't understand <laughs> what why I just don't under, I I even don't even understand because I mean you, you you if you're in that environment you you it's almost scary for the people because if you're not in it and you're res restricting it from happening and there's more people that want it to happen than you are with your chummies who don't want it to happen it could get ugly yeah but you know? uh, i mean you don't you don't stand a chance you're completely outnumbered i've got a friend in peter marriageburg and and he was just saying staying in his house because it sounded like a war zone outside like even in the neighborhoods you don't dare go out and you hope they don't come for your house we have people because we do some property rentals in there we have people who are coming from durban Really? To get away. I, oh, I would do the same, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's, I would be out of here, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I, I, I'm no used to fend it off. I can't even... I don't know Kung Fu. No, I don't it's even a bloody war zone. Nothing. Yeah, you need to have some pr protection room or something in your house to lock yourself in. And even then, I mean, you're locked in there. Mm. You know, if they're in your house and you're or in the Or they set it on fire or something. No How do you get ways. out? And also, now, we, now the people... Yeah, in the Western Cape. Now we're dealing with food and, and, and milk and all that kind of stuff. Uh, shortages. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. of what's going on up there. Oh, we're yeah. paying for it now. And you can't steal enough milk to last a month. Because milk has an expiry date. So yeah. something's odd worth stealing. And I saw honest. this video of, of a truck. He actually had to get rid of liters and liters of milk. Because they couldn't get it to the place it was supposed to be transported to in, in time. time. And it so expired. So look at all that milk. Why couldn't you give it to the poor or something? Yeah. 
No. And that's not that the priority for the people doing the looting isn't to but make Kane, sure that. It's mind-boggling. I just I I'm speechless actually to be honest. I it came out of nowhere. Yeah. To be honest, I and, mean And why didn't uh, our president declare a state of emergency? Ooh, he was politics. just talking in circles that other night uh, when he was addressing the violence. Badly. No plan of action or anything. Yeah. No. Wasted our time. Yeah, and I think they're clueless as to what to do. I mean, what a, I would I would hate to be in that position having to make these decisions. Yeah, terms. no, it, it can't be easy. It's, no, it's not like you've done... It's not like it's happened a hundred times before you know what to do, you know? Like, this is the make or break. This is where you make these decisions that go into the history books I and mean. besides it you're dealing with a pandemic as well i mean that should be the main priority oh yeah you don't need this kind of sh- stuff on on the what happens line. to the vaccines and the, all yeah. the people who are due for vaccinations all throughout this week but did you see what happened on on e, e- news enca N- news uh-uh. while the president was talking about the violence they showed a little pop-up here in in on on the left hand side left hand corner of the screen because they obviously can't interrupt the broadcast so the mm. little little what do you call it little little slide in or something like a little notification yeah thing. like a little box and you can watch inside that box where they usually put those people mm, for, the, for the sign language yes. and stuff and uh, while the president was busy speaking they were looting a blood bank a blood bank while he was busy speaking to the wrong people those people are out there. They're not watching TV, oh, yeah. Mr. President. No. Anyway, this is getting very grim now. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Let's I have something on. for you. Have you ever wondered what the top banks in South Africa, the top digital banks are in South Africa according to their customers? I've actually wondered, yes. Do you want to guess the top three lineup? And is it one that's, do they have branches or is it like a completely no, digital this bank? Is, this is, you know, you've got your ABSA, your Standard Bank, mm. your your Thyme Bank, your Ned Bank, your FMB, your Capitec. Mm, mm, those mm. are the best banks but rated on their digital applications and things like that um i i'm with apps i think their online presence is pretty or their online platforms designed pretty well and it's nice and it's secure but they're probably not on top eh? guess the top three what? top three guess the top three okay fnb must be up there somewhere okay fnb um um <laughs> standard bank Capitech. No, guess. Okay, wait. FMB, Capitech, and let's just give it to APSA. Okay. So, going from the bottom, rated out of six six banks rated, number six, worst, but not necessarily the baddest, Mm -hmm. um, APSA at number six. Oh. Uh, Standard Bank at number five. Ah, makes sense. Ned Bank at number four. Don't like it. Thyme Bank at number three. Huh? My question as well. I have Time Bank. <laughs> Who? <or> time. <laughs> as a t- oh, Time I Bank. Mean, I've I never th- seen it. I, I think to be maybe honest a TV ad or two. I might be way out of the loop, but I don't know none of that. <laughs> no, you know your stuff. F and B number two. Okay. So you had that right. Okay, and who the hell was at number one? Capitec. Yes, sir. Well done, you Capitec. You got two of three. That's impressive. Uh, uh, now make the Capitec noise. I don't. I. I would. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome! Oh my gosh! I just <laughs> saw the ad in my in my yeah. mind. Yeah, you know the the ATMs also make that noise. It's it's kind of good for for a brand to have that noise. <laughs> but I know people say it's annoying because sometimes your phone also makes that noise when you get payments. And, but Capitec's money goes app up. is is fantastic. It, Ca- uh, really, it's really? simple. Are you with Capitec? Yes. Okay. And I'm with FMB, and I've been with Nedbank and APSA and Standard Bank. Okay, so you, what is your uh, preference? Well, I must say i mean if you're talking functionality like how much can i do and how hard is it and regardless of how hard it is to do it fmb would probably have the most functionality but capitech Mm. is simple Mm. and it also has a feature to manage you know your expenses and it makes it a very easy way to see how much you're spending on groceries how much you're spending on rent you know how much you're spending on um going out and all of that sort of stuff becomes very easy so in that light i would i'm actually not surprised that capitech takes the lead and you know what i've noticed about capitech in neisner specifically obviously but um it stands out quite a lot you go you go you and you know it's like four or five p.m in the afternoon on a let's say even a saturday you mm-hmm. know maybe not a saturday let's say a thursday you notice fmb's closed mm-hmm. you know net banks closed capitech's open 
So that definitely makes an impression. Yeah, that ac- accessibility. Mm, that yeah. makes an impression. So it was good to see, you know, it was good to see the app, the bank that I use there at the top. Yeah, <laughs> good choice. That felt good. But I mean, FMB also, I personally, I don't like FMB mostly because of how how much scrutiny they've given towards, you know, um, crypto, especially. Ah, they closed- I saw them in the news again. Where was it? Yeah. FMB blocks Bitcoin credit card purchases from overseas. Yep. That was actually one that of the That was the most today. recent one. The first yes. thing that they did was they stopped businesses from having an FMB account if they operated with crypto. So oh. you as an exchange operator, maybe you're a legitimate exchange. There's, there's, there's scammers. There's all of that stuff. They exist whether you are legitimate or not. You know, there's always the chances and the, the people who want to make a quick buck and mm. the people where they want to run away with money. But then you got the legitimate companies like Luno, you know, yeah. and Luno even had a bank account with FMB. And they said no businesses may operate, you know, with an FMB business account if you work with crypto. So Luno, one of the exchanges, had to move to another bank. And Standard Bank jumped in um, right away and offered Luno what FMB offered Luno, but it also allowed additional functionality for its customers, Luno's customers. So for the first time ever, you were able to instantly withdraw your money from the exchange you know, ex- request an express withdrawal, and it's like an instant transfer, and it comes to you instantly. So, although you know, I don't like FNB for doing that. They also created a, a more consumer-oriented environment in order to you know work with and manage crypto. But in the same light, it's also fair on FNB's part. They don't want money to leave South Africa. That is, a, it's a governmental kind of. Um, ruling, you know, the, the national treasury and whatnot. They don't want money to to depart South Africa. We even have a few international clients can't launch in South Africa because you can't facilitate South Africans sending money out of the country. So if you have an out of the country bank account and South Africans are depositing into that bank account via credit card, you cannot operate within South Africa from a leg- regulatory standpoint. Somebody is saying on the WhatsApp line, I use Luno or Coinbar to send my crypto to FNB. So that would be an example. FNB did not stop the consumers from using it. They stopped the businesses from being able to use um, FNB to facilitate their financial transactions. So if you were to go make an EFT deposit into Luna, I believe I might be wrong now, but I believe it might be not. It might not be to an FMB account. It will probably be to a Standard Bank account. Um, he said it was a typo. He meant Coinbase, not Coinbase. <laughs> I was also like, "What's Coinbase? Is that like a new thing?" I thought it was just a new South African exchange. I just accepted you, it. You know, you know, Coin Coinbase. Coinbase, I know. Okay. Yeah, very popular. Um, he says it's a crypto exchange or something. Yeah, incredibly popular. Okay, one well, of the that's first. cool. Um, one that's of the cool. First. Yeah, man. That's a lot really of people cool. actually use it um, opposed to something like Luno mm. and Luno just is very is, in my opinion is great for, for South Africans to manage their crypto um, there are some others like Altcoin Trader which I personally do not like Altcoin Trader I once tested out Altcoin Trader sent them some crypto and the beauty of crypto is you can see where your money is there's no doubt mm-hmm. about it you're not like hey bank do you see my money in it's like you know your money's in <laughs> yeah. and they never they never credited me with the money i had to call them and then all of a sudden they credited me and i was like no i don't trust that so since then i haven't but i'm sure they would also be an example of a legitimate one when you're comparing it to something like mirror trading international mm. or afri crypto or any of the big scammers that have seen you know come swept through south africa and I imagine that Luna probably sits there thinking to themselves, sure, you know, that damn that these guys had to go and do all of this illegitimate stuff because they make it that much harder for even us as consumers to utilize cryptocurrency, albeit, you know, so decentralized and all of that. If your bank really does turn around to you and say, we're going to make it as hard as possible for you to be able to own and manage and use crypto, you're going to have a hard time. Uh, so that's very interesting. But uh, in in terms of interesting news, did you know Facebook and Instagram are planning to invest $1 billion into content creators? Can you imagine why? What do you think sparked that to happen? Why would Facebook, which is Instagram, um, invest a a billion dollars into social content creators? 
Uh, are they? They want to do something. They want to go up against YouTube, or maybe it's because everybody's spending so much time online nowadays. Pretty close, Is but it? TikTok has grabbed the number one social media uh, spot. They go, going up against TikTok. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Facebook Inc. will spend one billion on okay. social media creators through the end of 2022 in a fight for the top talented. Announced um, in a week when TikTok became the first rival mobile app to hit three billion downloads. Facebook's investments will include bonus programs to pay creators who hit certain milestones on its apps, including photo sharing service, uh, well, the photo sharing service on Instagram, and funding users to produce com- content. They said it's interesting enough. YouTube did something similar. They actually paid certain content creators to create short films. I have personally not had the opportunity to watch those short films, but a lot of people have said to me, you know, these short films are, are terrible. Um, and you, you're giving someone who makes content behind a cr- camera, you know, a movie kind of budget, yes. low-class movie budget yeah. to, to produce something. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be the ups and the downs with it. So it'll be interesting to see. So, so Kane, when are we making a horror film or something? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it because I'm terrible at making No, movies. we'll make one. We'll try at least. We'll film it next to the lagoon at night. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's pretty Walking scary. Walking the road. Yeah. yeah. That'll be I'll, I'll direct it and play in it. It's low budget. <laughs> so multiple major tech platforms are on the offensive to attract and keep social media personalities with new payments and services tiktok has committed to spending two billion dollars Okay. Oh to my To support gosh. creators over three years. Oh. Snap Inc. Snapchat used to pay creators a total of one million dollars per day to post popular short form videos on its service, and says it still distributes millions per month to support creators through its spotlight. It's funny that TikTok is paying out, you know, two billion over three years, and Facebook kind of comes in and say we're going to pay one billion over the next year you know mm. it's kind of like yeah, they're yeah. trying to be on the same line but the reality is which i think is quite interesting is me if i'm a content creator you if you're a content creator create on instagram tiktok facebook you know the world your oyster use mm. all of them yeah you just use all of them yeah and to ask a creator to produce content exclusively for one platform mm. might work but it, it creates a bidding war. To take that approach, you're going to spend more because now I'm an asset. So you're bidding on me. You Facebook wants me. Instagram wants me. TikTok wants me. Snapchat <laughs> wants me. They all want to pay and they all want exclusive rights. That makes Facebook say, okay, we're going to pay more. And then Snapchat comes and say, no, 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 we're going to pay you more. And then the creator <laughs> makes more money, which is great, but it's not productive towards Facebook spending yeah. less to get more. Yeah. I don't know what kind of route they're going to plan it, plan there, but um, definitely a cutthroat environment at the moment. Losing mm. your audience, if you lose the content creators, if you lose the influencers, you might say, you know, what's, what's wrong with losing a few influencers? Well, they're the ones that are bringing you to the platform. Mm. You're not always going to Instagram to see your friends post, maybe sometimes, but especially like Facebook, you're going there to see these funny Instagram reels or you're browsing TikTok's feed to see new interesting information that has a high potential budget. You know, there's even one guy on YouTube that tries to recreate gadgets that he sees in movies and stuff. Wow. You know, he remakes it from scratch using carbon fiber polycarbonate or whatever materials he thinks is necessary it's not an it's not a cheap process you know you need to be making revenue in order to front those costs the worst is when you get stuck in a loop and you start watching one after the other and then <laughs> and before you know it it's five days later go down the youtube wormhole start watching things you never were expecting to watch no, when you started <laughs> I, I, there was a i don't know if you saw in miami there was a a, a building a, a condo uh, that collapsed with uh, 55 units inside. Luxury thing. Really? It just collapsed overnight. The people were sleeping in it. Boom. Gone. Reduced to rubble. Over 100 people dead now. Jeepers. Already. And uh, I got stuck in the videos where they try to determine the cause. They show you the floor plans. They show you everything. And I was just like, I want to know what, what happened here. <laughs> so I, I was obsessed with it. I watched one video after the other. It's so interesting. Even, you know, speaking of getting sucked into the YouTube wormhole, I even once watched, well, I was I was following, you know, the Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly kind of rivalry that formed. Mm. But the way that it formed was quite interesting. 
Machine Gun Kelly happened to make a song like five years before Eminem saw it where he happened to tune Eminem and his <laughs> daughter and whatever. And Eminem was on an interview and he said, you know, you got sucked down the YouTube wormhole <laughs> and five years later happened to see this Machine Gun Kelly post. So then he made that initial diss track which he came back with Kill Shot after um, MGK released another diss track and that whole rivalry started. Oh. MGK doesn't release rap anymore. So, I mean, but he went down the YouTube wormhole. Yeah, so you Call it a wormhole, it. yeah. It actually makes sense. Yeah. You don't come up very, very quickly. Eminem phrased it well. Yeah, absolutely. Say, he does say so himself. Do you know Apple is working on a new type of camera? Can you believe it's a folded camera? Okay. What? Listen to this. Listen to this. Apple is continuing to develop technology for a folded camera system that could replace the bulkiness of the camera bump on a future iPhone while maintaining image quality which obviously the company has actually been working on an attempted version of the folded camera. And I always ask myself that question a lot. Um, you know, you're using your phone. The reason I bought my phone case is because the camera would rest on the table. Mm. Yeah. You, know? you never and, think and your camera is going to be damaged, but it yeah. does. Yeah. Why would you put your phone down on the camera? On, on it. That's <laughs> always been my problem. Yeah. It's like getting a DSLR camera, just placing it lens down. Exactly. You know, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. So obviously a folded camera is something that, that could have major application if done correctly. Um, Apple planned to reduce the physical bulk of an iPhone's camera without compromising its features like its telescopic zoom or its optical image stabilization. In its most recent patent, covering similar technology granted on July 13 by the US, um, the tech giant continues to detail how a folded or periscope-like camera system could work. The patent simply titled folded, titled folded camera details a system that includes two light um, folding elements such as prisms and an independent lens system located between the two prisms which includes an aperture stop and a lens stack just some fancy fancy photography terminology there just to say that the camera will still do what it's supposed to do additionally apple appears to be placing specific emphasis on allowing high resolution images and complex camera technologies such as autofocus or optical image zoom um, the lens system may be moved on one or more axes independently uh, but the overall shape may still remain the same and the overall apple style look might still remain the same so definitely taking a you know when patents come out that's when you know these big boys are trying to build something you know industry yeah. shifting mm. they're trying to recreate the the wheel basically mm. and mm. uh to create a camera which is because you cannot have a big camera on a phone and that's the most amazing thing about phones we realize that okay we don't need to put a really good lens on if there's four cameras there that can use ai to make a really good image and i see it all the time you know i went and took some uh, a friend of mine is selling his old classic jaguar car four liter old classic but a goldie mm. and i was taking some photos with my new uh, samsung s21 ultra which has four cameras on it and it looks like five cameras yo it's, it's big it's basically can, 80% can camera can I just brag I've got three cameras <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I just take a photo I don't know why I have three cameras I don't even know which one is taking the photo all of them how does it work so actually? when you're using your phone it's quite interesting because they have to you cannot have the when you're using a traditional DSLR camera if you want a wide angle which mm. just means you want to be able to see more left and right of the image have a mm. bigger image um, you need to use a, a wide angle lens or even a telephonic lens um, and when you're taking up close you want a macro type of lens you want like a 50 millimeter so what they've done is they've basically adjusted and you can actually see it pretty clearly on my phone you can see the wide angle lens there you can see oh they're different yeah mm, I can see they they're they're not the lenses, same yeah but the user experience is seamless you're transitioning from 1x zoom to wide angle to 10x zoom you know the, the the process of actually utilizing your camera is seamless but you're integrating different cameras at different times i had quite an interesting issue with my huawei which had four or three cameras um one of the cameras got busted mm -hmm. i happened to drop it and it the stone landed in the camera so that was the end of that. And it was like on the fourth day of having it, I almost did a backflip. I was so upset. Oof. But I, I happened to notice that when I was taking videos or pictures, some parts of the image just 
didn't quite look right mm. and that shows me that okay the image is being compiled based on all the imagery information My that word. is available i must play a bit with these things you must. i can also see that the three of them are different yeah yeah I mean, They're not the same. They your, don't look the same. Your camera, ver- yeah, the cameras on your phone is obviously a lot smaller than the cameras on my phone, but yes. it doesn't necessarily mean the quality is worse because mm. the real power is in the the post processing, how that image is compiled, oh. how, how HDR is enabled. HDR is just basically taking a photo at multiple different lighting settings and things like that, combining it so that the the brightest stuff is not too bright. The darker stuff is not too mm. dark and it combines all of that together so you can see the dark sides, you can see the bright sides and it all looks very saturated. Um, quite interesting, I think. Camera technology is, is insane. I mean, this camera, when I bought my first DSLR, which I thought was a pretty good camera back then, it was 24 megapixel. I thought, wow, you know, now I'm really in the, in the, in the future now. Look at all these cool photos mm. I can take. Well, five years later, I buy a phone, 108 megapixel. Sure, it's know? insane, eh? On a, on a device eight times smaller, you know, the camera size is, is phenomenally smaller. But still, they give you this amazing camera and then they let you put the phone on it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, on it. Shouldn't there be like a little indent or something so that the phone is not against the camera so you was it like a lens or something you'll see with the case that i have it actually creates that indent most cases will give you a little indent yeah just so it doesn't you know even wow you know this indent probably isn't wide enough but it just needs a little bit of space yes so that it doesn't scratch on exactly but i would have preferred if they gave you just like give me let me buy camera protector like a little Mm. you know screen protector for your exactly yeah you know better than breaking a camera but it must be out there man i hope so otherwise let's just invent it (laughs) let's find a way somebody must have thought of it in the shower come on so you know um you know uh elon musk (laughs) i wish (laughs) (laughs) i bloody wish elon musk is launching a couple of satellites into the into the um into orbit around earth to create satellite internet well yes as we know when when the big boys come out to make money generally there's more like uh when spacex came out then all of a sudden richard branson has a space enterprise and he went up just the other day he did yeah i read something that he didn't actually go up oh i might be completely wrong he went up okay good uh, because elon just he still said uh well done to him or something oh i saw that elon said good luck but what's his name the amazon guy still needs to go up. jeff yeah jeff and he's Uh, with the space granny space granny I don't know why, but whenever you say Space Granny, I just picture a version of like Sid the Sloth from Ice Age. You know, it's like, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but Amazon has now acquired Facebook satellite internet team to also produce satellite internet. And it's an issue I spoke about in a few previous weeks that we're putting so much stuff in space that two mm. things in space just have to hit each other and we're in for trouble because it'll wipe everything out, make space travel 10 times harder, getting out of the atmosphere 10 times harder and all that bad stuff. So the tech giant Amazon has acquired a team of more than a dozen wireless internet experts from Facebook to boost its multi-billion dollar project of launching thousands of satellites and offering broadband services globally. The report citing a Facebook spokesperson said on Wednesday that the social networking giant's employees moved to Amazon in April to help the company develop its network of low orbit satellites by the middle of this decade um, the workers are in los angeles area and included f- physicists as well as optical f- prototyping mechanical and software engineers who had previously worked on aeronautical systems and wireless networks according to their linkedin pages um, amazon paid facebook an undisclosed sum of money so basically a lot of money uh, for the acquisition which saw more than a dozen los angeles based employees switch companies in april to work on project caper the report said imagine you're working for facebook you're like yes you know i'm working for facebook and then your boss comes to you and says your guys hi days 
we've just been bought out you now work for amazon <laughs> they're like they don't know whether to be excited or sad you know immediate job shift no choice about it i hope they got compensation packages but apparently there's this uh, this motto in 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 the tech business and it says if you can't beat them buy them <laughs> And it is so true. It is. We've seen that many, many times where they just like, oh man, you're just in the way. Let's just buy that company. Yeah, we saw it with WhatsApp. Yeah. Facebook bought WhatsApp. Exactly. So yeah. it really is true that that motto. Yeah. It's the and way it, they operate. And it's a way to to get more infrastructure or technology into your business. You mm. know, you see people build this fantastic technology. You know that you have the advantage as a big tech company because you have millions and billions of expendable finances if it's going to prove revenue um, and then you decide okay you know instead of letting these guys try raise funds for 10 years you just buy them for five times more than exactly. the funds that they were going to raise and it might be a big a, a big expense at the time but sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't i mean f- how much was whatsapp bought for over f- two billion or something like that can't even remember and they're still yet to make a profit from whatsapp yeah when are they showing those ads they were planning ads <laughs> ads in the status feed yeah too many competitive social networks just rocked up and, and just people are already pissed off with them like you for yeah that, for that uh, agreement thing oh yeah so don't come and show ads now as well then, no, then, you, then you out it's like youtube with their red like their red um you know, yes, the red YouTube subscription red, yeah. plan. Like yeah. I'm fine with I'm fine with ads. I've, that's what I'm used to. I've grown up with it. You know, <laughs> I'm not paying a subscription for YouTube. I would never have used YouTube as a lighty if I had to pay a subscription. I'm not about to do it just for ads. Yeah. And I've seen my revenue on YouTube when mm. I used to have lots of videos and a couple mm. hundred thousand views a month. Yeah. Um, your revenue from YouTube Red subscribers isn't exactly boastable. I haven't seen anything that suggests to me that you make more from people watching a video with the YouTube Red subscription than people not. Because the bidding landscape, as mm-hmm. we explained, you know, with, with content creators being bid over to, in, to enable them to join in a platform exclusively, the same thing goes for content creators who are being served whose audiences are being served with ads in order to basically in a um, whose audiences are being served with ads so that they can generate revenue you know you you have a good audience of tech kind of people and you're making a video about smartphones now samsung apple huawei are all bidding on your video in order for that viewer to see their phone you know uh, so you make more money as an advertiser as a as a content creator running ads it's just it's one plus one but is it true that it was easier to make money on youtube say five or ten years ago than it is now yes just, is it more difficult now just because the money? sheer number of content creators and the sheer number of those content creators that have loyal audiences. You know, as a newbie kind of startup guy, you have to have something unique coming to the table. Yeah, there's, but there's too many of them. Yeah. What happened to Casper Lee? Is he still making videos? I don't know. Remember Casper Lee? Shane Dawson, I know he's been cancelled, as they say, how, how? because of uh, blackface or something. No, I don't know about Shane that. Dawson. Remember Shane Dawson? Yeah, I remember that. I was a fan at one stage, but he kept on painting his face black. And then all those old videos, it was never an issue back then, but all those old videos just resurfaced and it was used against him. Casper. And stuff that he said. Casper hasn't made a video in a year. Yeah. Not in a year. But I think he's got a business or something. He's probably bu- busy with a business. He's got some influencer business, but his views tumbled, eh? He was... I mean, a year ago, 400,000, 400,000, 400,000. And he's from Nice now, you know. That, yeah. that was a massive thing because we were so proud of this guy. But his viewership dropped a lot. I'm sure. It a lot. Like looking at his videos now, it's not even what it used to be. And then there was also this guy called um, Brocane. He was, <laughs> he was also on YouTube. He made really good videos. He just stopped. And he kept on saying, I'm making new videos. And he never came back. What happened to him? Do you know? No, I don't know that guy. Nah, I think he just never got heard too, of him. <laughs> too caught up in daily life and all that stuff. Yeah, I think maybe he's settling down now and he's got a family and all that if stuff. You've ever, if you've ever videos. watched Casper Lee, you find that he had a style of videos which suited his age. And yeah. as you age and mature, it's difficult to to keep cre- that going. Even PewDiePie yeah. back in the day, yes. PewDiePie was just a screaming, you know, mm. horror game playing kind of millennial. And now he's like 28, you know. 
It, reviewing, your viewership changes with you. Yeah, he's reviewing like, um, I haven't watched his content in a while, but he used to do like a, a lot of reviewing of these like Love Island things, you know, oh. and like really going down more of a drama orientated kind of environment. But people still love it. Then he started these YouTube news shorts where he like spoke about news and upcoming stuff. I mean, your your content actually matures with you most of the time. But Kane, you you also made some of those videos, you know, those top five videos, top five games, top five movies, and yes. that stuff. They usually do quite well, but I mean, that's a lot of research, and also you hope that it's not flagged for copyright and stuff. Oh no, it does get flagged. I mm. my one video that I produced, it was top ten TV shows of 2016. I remember or something it, like man. That. I remember. And it hit, I think it hit five million views. Oh this my year. word! But at its first four hundred thousand views. I think three of the top ten automatically got flagged for copyright infringement. Sure. And I actually made an appeal to mm. YouTube mm. to say, there is no way that you can flag this video for copyright and not allow me to generate revenue because the video itself is generating revenue for the people um, that I'm reviewing. Exactly. You know, the number one position is going to get a lot of people watching the video For because I've just sakes, vetted it's it. free advertising. And I got it and they cleared it up and yeah, I made a couple thank thousand you. dollars. So thank that you. was great. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Okay, I know you have to go soon. Just tell us quickly, Netflix getting video games. <gasps> when is that coming? Oh. It sounds nice. Uh, do you do you have to pay extra for it or, or are you, do you get access to it being a, a Netflix subscriber? Like so a, a usual one. Take a listen to this, right? So Netflix, obviously, we know what Netflix is. It's just like, it's a pay per month, view anything kind of service. Yeah. You can watch all the episodes of a series. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have series that are released weekly. But yes. there's a few things you can't do on Netflix. Yeah. You cannot watch sport. No. So if you're only a Netflix subscriber, you don't have DSTV, you don't have no like sport CNN or anything like that. I mean, uh, if you don't have um, super sports subscriptions or something like that, no sport for you. Mm-hmm. you know? No live stuff. You can't go watch David Guetta performing live. Uh-huh. You know? So Netflix Inc. marking its first big move in TV shows and film is planning an expansion into video games and has hired former Electronic Arts Inc. and Facebook Inc. executive to lead the efforts. Mike Verdot will join Netflix as Vice President of Game Development, reporting to Chief Operating Officer Greg Peters, the company said on Wednesday. Verdot was previously Facebook's Vice President in charge of working with developers to bring games and other content to Oculus Virtual Reality headsets. The idea is to offer video games on Netflix's streaming platform within the next year year according to a person familiar with the situation the games will appear alongside current fare as well as new programming genre similar to what netflix did with documentaries documentaries and stand-up specials the company doesn't plan to charge extra for the content ah so that's nice said the person who asked not to be identified because the deliberators are private Mm. netflix shares gained as much as 3.3 percent to $566 a share in late trading after Bloomberg Bloomberg reported the news. The stock had been up 1.3% this year through Wednesday's close. Netflix has been seeking ways to keep growing, especially in more saturated markets such as the US. Mm. I don't know if you know, but the US has a Netflix. Well, there is Netflix in the US, but there's a competitor that's much better than something like Showtime here in what is it called Showmax Showmax yeah who's that who's that Um, the CW CW. or the HBO you might have heard some of these networks before Um, so they including other things also like building out kids programming opening an online shop Mm. um, tapping Steven Spielberg to bring more prestigious movies and all that sort of stuff even things like live events and live podcasts and live um, sport Mm. is something that Netflix wants to go into but Good. we know, you know, if we were going to watch the McGregor fight on Netflix, Netflix is going to pay a lot of money to have that streamable. Yeah. So then there's going to, with all good things, you know, just this one single pre- package for all of Netflix products, I don't think it's going to last. I think we're going to have this element and that add-on and that add-on. And I have Netflix Gamer with my Netflix subscription and I have Netflix Sport. Ah. You know, I think that might happen yeah. at a later stage. But right now in their deli- deliberation, they've said that that's not going to happen. But if they said it was going to happen, their shares would go down. 
so it's difficult to tell what what the right move is there but i don't know what would you i mean offering games on netflix is kind of difficult because you may be watching netflix on a smart tv yeah you know? now how am i going to play with that little remote you know what kind of game? I can go up and down, and I can go to the left, <laughs> to the right. And I suppose I could use a button in the middle Have to shoot something. Interactive, mo- interactive movies where you can kind of choose the next step that the person yes, takes. Yes, I like that. Yes, I know. Um, Bear Grylls did a version for like wilderness kind of vibe. I know there are some movies that have even done it a little bit. Yeah, Shane Dawson. That's he was actually the YouTuber, the first YouTuber that I watched that did that. Mm. You kind of decide the end or say she should go in the left door or should she go in the right. <laughs> door. But I watch them all anyway afterwards. Like, <laughs> yeah, just what's, to know what's, what's on that gonna... side. Yeah, yeah. I find it funny when, especially when I was watching like uh, Bear Grylls. You know, he says, should I go over the bridge or should I go down the bridge? And, and then they both the lead up. to the same reaction. You know, you're like, <laughs> oh no. Like, How do you get that right? So I think if it's going to go that angle, scrap it. Don't even go into it. I think because they've hired this guy who's worked with Facebook for like Oculus and electronic games art, which is a very high, high end um, game publication, which even has done sporting games like EA, um, EA Rugby. Mm. I mean, um, oh yeah, FIFA is electronic arts as well. So, you know, it could go any which way. How they're going to include Oculus? How they're going to handle being able to play games? That's another question. But if we're talking best case scenario, wanting to achieve the level of gaming you see today with something as simple as a netflix subscription if they do the thing like windows 365 Mm. where the game math crunching is done off the game and you're just streaming that information Mm. and interacting with it you can be playing call of duty you can be playing fifa you can Mm. be playing you can be going into an immersive vr game like no man's sky you could be doing hundreds of things if that is the route that they're taking However, worst case scenario, do you remember those Facebook games back in the day? Oh my word, yes. Imagine it goes that route, you know, like Farmzilla and... And Farmville. <laughs> and people kept sending you Farmville invites and then you unfriended them because it's so annoying. I wonder what if you log into your Farmville now, what would be happening there? Would the whole place be like overgrown? Your cows would be dead? You would have an error 404. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it doesn't exist anymore. Shame. Yeah, and people worked so hard on their farms, you know. Yeah. Every night coming home from work, they would log Hours in and work on their farms. Hours, you know, and yeah. all your friends invite you. But you know what is an interesting point now that you mention that thing about inviting your friends to mm-hmm. join and things? Yes. It creates a community-based environment potentially for people who might be gaming on Netflix. You mm. might see... Netflix instant messaging coming where you can Ooh, message nice. your friends on yeah. Netflix. This is just guesstimation. We can refer back to this podcast. <laughs> I like that. Is that your word? Guesstimation. A, a guesstimation. A copyright. Um, but if we can create an atmosphere, a community, um, and that's what they're intending to do, then gaming is going to become exceptionally immersive within Netflix. You know, being able to, instead of telling your friend, hey, go search this on Netflix. Just sharing straight to your friend on Netflix who has a Netflix account. Maybe that's linked through Facebook or, yeah, no, it can go 101 ways. We're going to see a lot of interesting things before uh, this year ends, eh? Before the whole of South Africa is vaccinated, there should be some interesting stuff happening in the next 5 to 50 years. Somebody on the WhatsApp line saying, it feels like I have an error 404 today. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> <feel> better soon. <laughs> That's funny. Kane, as always, I know you pushed for time today. Thank you so much. It was great having you in studio again, and then we'll do it again next Thursday. Fantastic. If the country's still standing. Yeah. Fingers crossed and toes. <laughs> Let's keep an eye on it. But uh, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to come on to the tech show and uh, and, and speak with you and, and have fun. It's yes, exactly. And share knowledge because you've got so damn much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I'll see you next week. You too, Kane. Cheers. Bye-bye. Your systems are offline. Eve Radio Live. Powered by TCS Wi-Fi.